You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And Patrick Roycey, there is plenty to be unchained about as we record this on Monday morning after an epic Vikings performance against the Colts on Sunday. Well, I do feel... That, uh, you know, when the guys retire and they're kind of put in a, 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 a place of honor, whether it's by a team or where, they usually have a great quote underneath them, right? Yep. You know, I think Zim gave us his yesterday after yesterday's game. We're not going to stop start winning until we stop losing. I thought that one really kind of, (laughs) if I was playing and I heard that, I'd rather run through the door with the, because who else can think up that innovative idea? And by the way, here's B, you know, Norv Turner was his guy. Norv, one of the most honored, beloved head coaches, offensive geniuses. Zim called him in and fired his ass. Uh, basically ran him out saying, I'm taking away all your power. Mm-hmm. Uh, would he have the guts to do it to Gary Kubiak? What if Gary comes to him? For, said, I could see Gary coming to him first halfway through yeah, this thing yeah, right now and being a, like, I've had some health issues. I don't need yes, this. Bleep. Yes, right. Kind of like Guardy. Yes. Like, I don't need these Tigers. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need, uh, I yes. don't need this. Unbelievable. But it is incredible that this defense of of Indianapolis's that was horrible against Jacksonville. Minshew went I think he had two incompletions. He was like twenty one out of twenty four. And this guy yesterday, he's he's you know, as I've the joke I've been using about mask wearing wearing in Stearns County, you wouldn't get a DWI at that percentage. He had a passing rate most of the day that wouldn't be worth a DWI, right? That's he a, wasn't point yeah. zero. He was zero zero. He was he didn't he hadn't had a drink yeah. when the cops stopped him. You know. Yeah, I think it, until the last drive, the tenth series that Cousins played, he was four for four. I think it was one point five. Yes. Well, Chris Long pointed this out, and I don't know if he's right or not, but he, I saw him say on Twitter, if you spike the ball every play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you get thirty nine or something if it's all oh, incom- if it's all incompletion or something I don't know what it was something but no like, interceptions something, yeah, no, yeah. if you don't throw the interceptions but uh, 
Uh, it's really sad. What's sad is there's no fans there to greet him next Sunday when he's when he comes into the huddle for the first time. Yeah. You think fans might line up in the vicinities to boo him when he goes? Well, they can't. He can't even line up around there. Well, right? h- halftime of the Packers game here was such a lost opportunity because they would have been gloriously oh, booed yeah, off but the they, field. But they would have been. It wouldn't be totally directed at him. It would have been directed at the sure. team, but. Now you're saying this no one, deal. yeah, because yeah, he is the bad guy of all time after yesterday's performance, right? Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just as mad as we've ever been at a quarterback. Because Ponder, we never got that mad at him. We just said, uh, well, because he, he stunk too much yeah, to get that he, mad. He's at. not the answer. Seemed like a nice guy. This guy is, uh, you know, he just comes off as a, you know, a kind of a. He's a hard guy to like when he's playing okay. Yes, he's really hard to like when he's terrible. Well, and as you know, post game Zoom yesterday gets up and talks about we can learn from. What can you learn from this? <laughs> What's to be learned? You were awful. We can't stop the run. We we can learn that if and on our our end we uh, we can't hold the ball uh, for uh, you know. I think it's a, a a stunning achievement to get sacked two games in a row because you get about eighty year in the NFL. Oh, right? to get a safety, yeah. yeah I mean, safety. he's got I guess three safety. three consecutive games. regular season games. He's managed to take and a safety first time in fifty years in the league or something like that. I don't know. It was uh, it was uh, it was terrible. And I got to admit this uh, that I did in the fourth quarter. Uh, come up with an excuse to go to the store, right? But yeah. I didn't go to the, I didn't go to the Byerleys, which is like six tenths of a mile away. I found a different store where I'd be in the car for like twenty minutes, coming back and forth, yep, just so I could see how Paul was taking it on the uh, on the play by play. I didn't think to do this. I love Paul's suppressed depression. He doesn't want to come off as a complete raving tearful homer so he attempts to be the the suppressed uh part of it is uh the suppressed depression is is really fun it's it's really fun and it was better this week than last week because i think i think last week you could make the excuse aaron Rodgers against the young secondary blah 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 packers uh you know and, and the vikings uh you know Trying to, I don't know what excuse could be possibly be made for the offense last week, but but this week there was a, this week was a realization to people that yes, boy, this could be horrible. Yeah, you know, yes, this is th- this now feels like 2011, the three and thirteen year did. Yeah, like this as looks far like as the that. Ass kicking, yeah, and here's the deal: you just gave both these guys extensions. Yep, and the quarterback. Yep. So the big three of the nucleus of the operation, mm-hmm. Spielman, who's a genius because he got 15 draft choices, right? Mm-hmm. Was it 15? 15. 15 draft choices. Modern day record. Uh, and uh, 15 draft choices. He's a genius. Zim, I don't know why we decided he was a genius. Because he beat the Saints. Because he beat the Saints? Okay. That's why. This the Last year. Yep. Okay. In the playoff he, game. Because after the... Uh, because after the uh, horrible performance against the Packers, I don't know if he was going to be back or not. If they had lost to the Saints, I think he gets fired or goes to Dallas. Or coaches a year without a contract or something. I guess you can't do that. But I think they would have let him go. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. 
But you give him a three years, right? Uh, which is actually four because he's going to coach on the last year of his contract and then start the contract. Yes. Then start the new contract. And has anyone now, I know uh, Phil uh, Phil wants Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, lose for Trevor, the whole yeah, thing. Tank for Trevor. That's a Tank for Trevor. How much does it cost you to get rid of this guy? Uh, it is too much this offseason. It goes down the next offseason. Yeah, but off it's season. still got to be hitting you for like $15 million well, on talk, the cap. Keep talking. It? I'll find it for you. Doesn't it? On the I've, cap, it's got to be. I've got it. Hey, okay. If the cap goes down 15% or something, 10%, yes. whatever, 15%, yes. and you got him on the books, how many people are you going to have to get rid of to get rid of him? Let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, and it, that's the problem. The threat is that the cap could go as low as 175, and it's at, it was at two-something right now. Um, all right, if they cut him dead money in cap savings, if they cut him pre-June 1st in 2020, it's 62 mil. So you're not cutting him of dead money. Uh, the next offseason, if you cut him pre-June 1st, it's 41 mil. And then in 2022, if you cut him, it's 10 million as far as dead money goes. So, so yeah, I mean it's a it's yeah, yeah. it's a big job. So if you cut him with sixty two million dead money, that's you can't do that, that that you got and, and that goes over the life of the contract, which is what four years, three years, three more years. Yes, through two thousand twenty two. So, so it cost you what your 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 first cap had to be thirty million, right? Yeah, and you yeah. can't let him go the next couple of years. No, no, you just can't. That'd be an expensive backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's just it doesn't work. But no, and nobody's going to take him. Now I said nobody was going to take Andrew Wiggins, and they managed to get rid of him because they took a player Golden State didn't want. But I, there's nobody would touch him with a hundred foot pole, would they? It's a weird league. Now I'm looking Not, at dead, with the cap going down. No way. I'm looking at dead money cap savings if they trade him pre June first. Um, your dead money on a trade. Pre June first of two thousand twenty would be thirty one point five million. The next year twenty million, and then the next year it's the same as if you cut them, it's ten million. Okay, all right. So, but the dead money next year is thirty one million. Do it. Yeah, you just yeah. can't do it. Yeah, and you're right. No one's going to take him. No, no, nobody's going to take him. That's. Uh... But besides that, things are great. Mm-hmm. What is his quarterback rating in GT though? Garbage time. What oh, is, it's outstanding. He's a, he's a GT Hall of Famer, oh, basically. My, you know what? He's, he, he, I said last week he was on the GT Hall of Fame watch list. No, he's in. No, he's yeah. In. He's a, he's he's the a president first, of the club. He's a first ballot GT Hall of Famer. He is fantastic. He is. <laughs> the, what makes him such a good, probably, fantasy league quarterback yeah. is the fact Even that you can... Even his bad games are yeah, not horrible. He's going to give you some stats. <laughs> No matter what, well, well, yesterday you, they weren't very good. But the Green Bay game, his statistical line looked absolutely fine, and he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Now two years, but last December, even with GT <laughs> against the Packers, they didn't have 100 yards, right? Didn't they have uh, 130? I guess oh, the game here up, around Christmas. Yeah, when they were, oh, they had awful. seven first downs, and that was with four and GT. Yep. You know, I'm telling you that Saints win in the playoffs might be the worst thing to happen to them. <laughs> Out of all of the things that if they because if they don't win that game, I think Zimmer's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Spielman, but I don't know that Cousins gets extended as easily as he did if they don't win that game too. Now be careful what you ask for, though. We were all hot to trot when Bud quit to 
bring in a new young offensive brainiac, Les Steckel. Yeah. And this game, how'd they let Stefanski get away? Let's uh, let's just wait and see, okay? Yes. Uh, that, oh, I'm fine, yeah. yeah I mean, that doesn't bother me. No, no, but it was all, uh, you know, oh, we had that young, that young guy. But it is incredible to me that as sports moves to youth coaching, you mm-hmm. know, that they got they got Zim and Kubiak as the as the brain trust, right? Yes. I mean, it's uh, it's it's not your uh, not your modern thinkers, right? So no, and and plus, it, it's a league that really puts a premium now. Not surprisingly, on quarterback play and offense, and mm-hmm. he's, he's a defensive guy. Yeah, like he's always going to pick defense. Who is this tight end that caught like twelve passes yesterday? I never. Millie oh, from Cock. the Colts, yeah. Millie something, Cock. who the hell is he? They couldn't cover him to save their life. Yeah, I think that's more of a them problem than yeah. a he good problem. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was uh, it was quite the ass kicking, that's for sure. And it's probably a year, a good year if you're if you're going to have a year where your fans can't show up. It's probably a good year right now, right? Oh yeah, but it's no you, fun for us. I I want to see the fans. Oh, I do too. And the other thing is, you know what? This doesn't hurt. The fact that everybody's getting their money back mm-hmm. doesn't hurt them at the gate long term because people aren't going to be walking out of there on November 20th saying, I'm dropping these tickets. I'm not going to pay through my nose for this crap. They'll just come back again. They'll, next be, year when yeah, they they'll just be renew. Right. They'll renew. They'll, they'll, be, they'll renew. But uh, the Zigmeister can't be too happy that he extended these two fellas and look at this operation for two weeks. Yeah, and I think I think – the Will's goal is to always think that they can be competitive, and that's the problem with these first two games. It's not they've lost. Oh, God. It's that they're not competitive. No, no, no. And this whole thing is, you know, I, I think Zim said, well, I can take these young cornerbacks and develop them. Because I wondered, why didn't you just sign one veteran to sort of help stabilize things, you know? Just what, give what, these kids What's some interesting help. is the Kubiak offense. What, what was it built around in uh... – in Denver, to a degree, you know, I mean, tight ends and and but running the ball. Yes. Why doesn't Delvin get it twenty times? I mean, you 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 get. I don't know. You give it to him once at second and eight, and you panic. Yeah, look at there's other teams. I, you watch Green Bay. I mean, Indianapolis yesterday. Now they got a hell of an offensive line, but you know they get two on first down. What do they do on second down? Give it to Jonathan Taylor again, right? Yeah, who looked just fine by the way. Oh God, he's great. I love him. Your call was exactly right. There, what Mac got hurt in the first game, and people, yeah. oh my God, he's hurt. Yeah. Didn't really matter. No, this guy's something, and uh, he's he's the hit him, and then he gets three yards guy. I just figured it out. The Vikings defense was doing an ode to the history Gophers. of Gopher football. That's I, what it I was. I did that too. In fact, I sent out a picture of him. Uh, I texted out a picture of him kissing the axe, and I said, uh, <laughs> which is my favorite picture of all time, and I throw it in there whenever I possibly can. Of course you do. And said, Jonathan Taylor celebrates uh, today's victory or something. <laughs> just so they'd, just so that axe would be there again. So, unbelievable. But the Vikings defense is doing a pretty good job of, you know, looking like Wacker's defense did in 95 or whatever it was, 93. Yeah. It's doing a pretty good uh, simulation of that. So, any... There certainly are long-term doubts, but after two games, it has been verified that Belichick is the smartest guy to ever 
walk a sideline in football. How is he getting this out of Cam Newton? Accurate passing. I don't know. I mean, it's he threw for 350 or something against Seattle last night, and they were on a one-yard line, and we're going to win the game. Here's my question about this. Why, How does it happen? Why does the league allow things to fall to Belichick, though? Like Cam Newton wasn't a yeah, but but it's, but when you look at the way they played football with Brady for fifteen years, or yep. whatever the hell it was, yep, it was all based on accurate throwing, right? Yes, and little crossing patterns and Edelman and and uh, by the way, I did see that uh, Brady does have the little white receiver down in Tampa Bay. They had to get him the little white guy to run the eight yard pattern. Yeah, that's how he does. But uh, but to me. Newton's the worst fix fit for that offense in history, but they just kind of changed the offense a little bit and uh, let him throw a little further down the field and uh, express. You know, he probably walks into their meetings with Josh McDaniels and Belichick and is learning stuff he never learned before. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? But I mean, the, but you're right. The accuracy of the passes by Cam, yeah, is. Astounding, yeah. Because with with Carolina, it was just flinging. I mean, he's you know the MVP of the league or something. So it it was before I covered. I think it was before the uh, 2010 debacle in Foxborough between the Vikings and Patriots. I called somebody from the Patriots um, um, beat staff, and I said, "What what's the offense there? Like, mm-hmm. what's it officially West Coast?" Blah blah. And the guy said to me, "No, he said it's called the game plan offense." Yeah, which is whichever. shockingly, we'll take what you give us. And we will also adjust to our personnel. Well, Chile's second year is it? They they're off, to, or is it? Was it oh seven or oh eight? They come in here, New England, early. Oh six, and his first year. Oh six, and they're struggling. Halloween. Indianapolis is off to a bad start, and Chile's team looks good, right? Mm-hmm. Indianapolis. I mean, Indianapolis. What am I talking about? Patriots. New yeah. England Patriots are having a terrible time. Really, I mean, it looks like you know what you know. They, I, I'd have to look back, but they're three and three or something. But they're really not moving the ball. And Chile's got them going a little bit early, right? And the Vikings' defense is looking good. Remember, he came out five wide. Yes, and they just killed them. And they stayed in five wide. They get right off the bat. They get a like a penalty on a kick. I think the Vikings scored right off the game bat, and then they kick off and they get a. They get a penalty and they're on the ten. It comes out five wide. That's the game plan, and they destroyed them mm-hmm. with quick little passes. And that's I was watching that thing. I said, "That this is nothing you've seen from them before. This is nothing but you've the, seen." But Belichick looks at where the Vikings are vulnerable right. and says, "Okay, and they can stop the wide. run." Five wide. Yeah, yeah, they can stop the run. And, and then that that's the game that led to a series of game in which a series of games in which everyone went basically five wide. And we, we went down, it was you, me, and Seifert to cover the Dolphins Vikings game. And we were in that baseball portion of the press box mm-hmm. and Brzezinski and I think Warren and Spielman are right behind us, and that's the one where Saban's picking them apart and you start Tackling about it. Well, and Seifert's kicking you below the table. Yeah, but it wasn't as much. Well, the, not, it I mean, it wasn't forty-one donut. Don't get me wrong. The forty-one no, donut. But I still say it was just. Yeah. <laughs> they're sitting behind us, with steaming, and you're I, like, they don't belong in there. It's we are. This is our sanctuary. <laughs> 
The press box is our sanctuary to say whatever smart-ass thing we want to say. That's what makes – that's the best part of this job. Yeah. Is making fun of guys in the press box. Jeez Louise. And if they want to be in there, that's their problem. Uh, I just remember Seifert kicking you. Saban's got them like the Dolphins are like passing up and down the field. They don't even care about trying to run the football. Who was that? And that was it for that was Vikings that, team. Was that – who was the quarterback? For the Vikings? No, for Miami. Oh, for Miami? Who was thrown around? Not Benny, oh. right? Wasn't Benny, no, no, no. It was no. Saban. It was one of Saban's last years with the Dolphins. I'd have to look who started. I don't even remember. Well, the one I remember, this, this goes back way before that, Benny, though. But when, when Lynn was excited because they had that little winning streak going mm-hmm. and, and took them down to Orlando early to get ready for the, you know, the outdoor stadium in Tampa. Yep. And... Bernsey's coaching, so 90, right? They're on a little run. They started terrible, and they're on a little run, and he brings them down there. And Vinny, remember Vinny ran for like 150 yards or something? Vinny never ran in his life, and he'd he'd start running up the field, and there'd be nobody there, and he'd run like for 25 (laughs) yards. Vinny, they got their ass kicked and went in the tank. I don't remember that one. I think they were one and six and then became six and six or something. These guys, you know what this team's going to need though? They're going to need the Brad Johnson comeback. Yes, because they were they were one and five after Don, getting, that was with Dante though. Dante got hurt. Yep, in in Carolina when Steve Smith rode the boat, well, favored you know the <laughs> rode the boat down in the end zone. One of my favorite moments oh, ever. It was great, and uh, to taunt him about love boat. Yep, and uh, then Dante ruined his knee and. Brad Johnson came in and they won like six in a row or something. Yeah, they got good, but yeah. They, oh, Smoot, Smoot, um, Smoot covered Steve Smith that entire game. He followed him yeah. around, and Steve Smith so thoroughly kicked his butt <laughs> that Smoot made up an injury after <laughs> after, after the boat Smith rowing. rode the boat. <laughs> I'm checking on who the Dolphins' quarterback was that day because you got me curious. Mm. Oh, it's Joey Harrington. What? 26 of 42, 254 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington. He must have been out of Detroit by then. Yes. And you're right, Brad Johnson was the Vikings quarterback that day. Wasn't Joey Harrington like the third overall pick by those idiots in Detroit? The Dolphins in that game, November 19th, 2006, attempted 13 rushes for seven yards. (laughs) And Joey Harrington threw 42 passes. Oh, and uh, what was the final? Uh, the Vikings lost that one, too. I remember that. Uh, it was 24-20 Miami scored. Oh. Miami scored 14 points in the final quarter. To oh, wait a minute. Outscored the Vikings 10 to, uh, 14-10. Well, if I offended Rob and whoever else was up there, I, I, I'm really sorry about it. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you feel absolutely <laughs> awful. I wonder how, uh, I wonder, uh, there's no cackling to be done in the press box now. So, oh, yeah, there is, I suppose. It, uh, oh, we're, we're still there. The, uh, but executives now... In yeah. most of these press boxes, have their own suites and things. The uh, the uh, Star Tribute had four guys there. I don't know if they're going to maintain that, but uh, yeah, I think I saw Mark Craig say he's going to cover the Houston game. For, I think he and Kramer are staying home for the next game, mm-hmm. and Gessling's going to go, and maybe a columnist. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Zoom. I mean, Zoom's yeah, changed Zoom's, the whole thing. Yeah, it is. It, I think there are some things to be observed. Sure, you know, but. It's your it's, twins it's, guys, man. They've gone to every single yes, game. They've driven it. They've gone to every game. Phil and, and Lavelle switched in Chicago. Yeah, I didn't figure that one out. I don't know. So uh, I guess we can move on from the uh, Vikings. And you want to go to the twins? Yes. Uh, and you uh, you got on this bandwagon early about Josh being an idiot. 
But uh, no, I said he is nuts. Well, he's nuts. This I I would think we're going to hear today about some discipline from the umpire comments. From the uh, yeah the, yeah I mean the the other thing that kicking the dirt he was going to get fined right. eight grand or something right? right ten grand saying umpires don't care is going so, oh no and by the way there's like these new rules yeah for the pandemic that somebody sent me yeah like seven or eight things one of them is treat the ump don't confront umpires and they must be treated with respect and stuff i mean there's some it's basically in there not only aren't you supposed to get in their face and argue with them you're not supposed to say anything disparaging about them really i mean it was it's like oh, i didn't know that it's 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 like written in there i i'd have to see if i can find it now but it's it's like this is uh this is a cuz you could tell that the umpires are you know we're not because of the because of the no fans in the stands and everything being heard right uh they you know they they basically are saying you know they don't want you disparaging umpires and then uh, you know, this is as frontal as it gets. Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock. With all the weeds and muck, no one would go into the water, except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors, Larry. But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear. And, turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbors. Larry. Oh, my. Who nude? New. Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. I was going to say, it doesn't get much more no. frontal than going on a Zoom and saying that they want the game to end as quickly as possible a to get big, home. A big test for uh, Rocco to, uh, to figure out if he can handle this guy. This not. is the most anti-Rocco thing oh, I have. Oh, God, yes. I mean, yes, this yes. flies in the face of everything he believes. Yes, yeah. It's uh, And this guy, was he's not going to back down to it. No. Donaldson doubled down no. and had no regrets. No. Well, that was what was amazing about it. I mean, he it, told he said more know that. that. Uh, I, I can't, you know, and there's a, it's not a big chance, but there's eight first-round series. Mm-hmm. And Angel is suing baseball for not getting proper respect, right? Yes. He's going to have a crew. Yes. He's going to have a crew in those playoffs. And... You know whether it's the same crew or they they you know they put more veteran umpires in there, but you know you go to the Yankee Stadium, you got no chance anyway, and then you show up and Angel and Bellino are there. Yeah, you know, and Bellino's going to get the plate for Game Two. You know, it, I mean, it was just stupid. It was just beyond stupid, and I guess we have found out that he was already ejected, right? When he kicked the dirt, the guy just didn't do it emphatically. Is I that the way, way it sounds? Well, I think, that's the way he kind of described it. I think when he kicked the dirt to bring it the first time, yes, across home plate, the guy ran him, and yeah. then that's why he went back and put more dirt yes, on home yeah, plate. Yeah, we thought he maybe thought he missed home but, plate, but he said Bellino was standing there, yeah, waiting for looking. me to do something. So, quote, I gave it to him. Yeah, which is really stupid. But uh, I did sort of enjoy that's the like when you see a cop yes. on the side of the road. In a speed trap, and you say, "I'll show this guy," and I speed up, right? And flip them off. Yeah, yeah right. You yes. give him the middle finger. Give him the bird. But Bellino was waiting. There's no doubt about it. Yes. But 
He didn't make it when he threw him out. He just he didn't make a big gesture until the second time. If you watch the video, yeah, he didn't. So he must have just said, "You're out of here." Yeah. But I didn't see any. And I think that's when he said, "Get the f out." The the first time, yeah, get the okay, get the f out of here. Get okay. the f out, Josh. Okay, and then when he came back, he made the big. But dramatic. Donald, but Donaldson's thing. So he he's wound so tight that he basically implicated all umps and then tried to undo that after. But Donaldson's whole thing, right or wrong, is it's up to people like me who are good at this to teach these guys their lesson. That's no, bas- no. that's what he was saying. You can't teach them their lesson. They no, I, I they have. I'm telling you what they he was have. I know articulated, but they have full permission to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right word here. Believe you? Yes, they have full permission to do that. You know, they there's they. He's right. They aren't going to be disciplined. You're going to be disciplined, and you got five more days, five more games to get your swing ready you got five more days to try to avoid the yankees in playing in yankee stadium you're not going to avoid the yankees but playing in yankee stadium yes and you're probably going to get sat for two games although with rocco you'd probably sit down for two anyway because well yeah i was going to say he didn't play he was in the lineup we gotta get we gotta get e higher some more at bats so he's sharp for the playoffs Anyway, yeah. it was really stupid, and they facted all these moron fans. And if you believe that this is a demonstration of fire that the Twins are lacking, you're a moron, okay? M-O-R-O-N, you dummy. If uh, <laughs> the Twins have never lost to the Yankees because they didn't have proper fire. They lost to the Yankees because the Yankees had better lineups and much better pitching, and yep. that's the that's what it is. Baseball is not the sport that is based on fire. Baseball is based on pitching it, catching it, and getting an occasional hit with the bases loaded. You know, so. But this is exactly who he is. Oh yeah, like this is him. See, if I nobody, no nobody can be surprised when he went after Perky. Yes. Uh what two thousand. Yeah, was when, that 16 or something? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. When, when he hit the long foul ball to left and Perky said, get back in the box, yeah. okay? Perky ain't the first guy to tell no, the guy. No. And ordinarily, they might have a back and forth, no. but he was going to go out to the mound and try and kick Glenn's ass, okay? That's who Josh Donaldson is. And so that's the thing about this is he is slightly off his rocker. And he is uh, the Donald Trump of baseball in the fact that he obviously can't take <laughs> criticism. Any kind of any hint of criticism, he can't take it. Obviously, that's why, he was that's, why, that's why he went after Morneau, and Morneau didn't. Morneau didn't call him selfish, right? Yeah, Provis Mor- ri- Provis ripped him. Justin said, "I got Justin on the telecast Friday." Said, "I got texts from people, which I'm sure means teammates, um, that basically said that's not the way to do things." Which is Morneau's question to to him was, "Do you regret how you approached what yes. you did?" And yes. that's when he got. That's when he came back. Yeah, because he didn't call him selfish. But I don't he said he he'd gotten suggestions yes. from people that he was selfish. Yes, and it's very... No, I don't think he was selfish. I think he was stupid. And, and what he did completely Stu- flies in the face of what a lot of baseball people and Twins people believe is the right... You know, you yeah. don't do that. No, you hit the home run. What more revenge do you need? Now, did I enjoy the entire thing? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, you and knowing you, you enjoyed the Zoom call oh, more than those. I was it's, almost uh, in tears. Yeah, you. I was, almost you started crying to, during you the Zoom said call. It to me, it's because the twins have been zooming, <laughs> zooming since the start of of the training camp, right? So early July, right? Yes. That's the only access. This is the first good Zoom interview so far, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's the first. It's one a Hall that, of Fame. Yeah, it's the Zoom Hall of Fame. It's the first one that had any content. You know, oh, it was great. Yes, and he came prepared to melt down. Oh yeah, and the reason is he can't take criticism. He can't take criticism. Yes, and he thinks that he's right. Mm-hmm. And, and a guy like Bolino is an absolute moron, which he might be he right. Might, but, but you know, all you got to say is, "I hit a home run. I'm happy." Yeah, no, he wasn't going to say and that. And by the way, that ball, that home run was hit about 200 miles an hour. Look, it was a rocket. Look, when he suggested that these guys don't care and, and want the game to get done, I almost went through the computer and kissed him, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yes. Sorry. But, but he'll. I, but I yeah, he's probably in trouble. But your, but your point about Rocco is the most intriguing one to me. Because I think I think Rocco can handle Sergio. In fact, yeah. in fact when. Sergio got the last out on Sunday with the bases loaded against the Cubs. Yeah. Did you see? He did nothing. Yeah. He, like, sort of went and pumped his fist a little bit. Well, he can handle Sergio Sergio because Sergio knows he's on. Yep. He's always on probation for, you know, he's had. This is the first team that's brought him back in in years. And Sergio is an excitable guy, which I think they don't, which I think rubs them wrong, but he doesn't. I mean, for lack of a better term, Donaldson's defiant. Yeah, but here's the deal. Sergio could get, when he was acting like an idiot after wins, could get somebody hit. You know, could get, that's why Cruz and all of them were mad at him. Mm -hmm. But this guy can get you screwed. He can get you, he can have an, you know, well, umpires should be above that. If, If they're not above that, then Donaldson's right. Yeah, he's right. And, you know, you're going to go in and play the Yankees, you're, 10 to 1 underdogs, mm-hmm. and uh, those guys show up. I mean, all the umpires know what he said. They're not, <laughs> you'd think anybody, yes. you know, it's all over. You think anybody who's umpiring uh, start, starting Tuesday or whatever it is is going to say, oh, that's a shaky call. I think, uh, who, who should I give it to? The pitcher or Josh Donaldson yeah. or the Twins? You know, so, yeah, no, I'm sure you're right. I mean, he. Uh, that's not the reason they're going to lose, but. Uh, but does Rocco talk to him, and do, and does he care? Because my my initial inclination is I don't think Donaldson would care what Rocco. Oh, I to think say. Rocco would have, would have. I think he'll talk to I him. I think Rocco would have summoned him and say, "Hey, this is because Rocco hinted that he wasn't happy with the original thing, saying yes. we need him on the field. He knows he has to be on the field. Yes. Well, he doesn't know he has to be on the field because he was proud of what he did, according to his quotes. Yes, and he said that about three times. Yeah. And and I think I think that he was actually more ticked off that Rocco didn't back him up, but just didn't say it. Yeah, well, that's probably it. Yeah, Rocco was. Well, I got news for him. Nobody who gets in a confrontation with an umpire is going to get backed up by Rocco, like Tom Kelly. You know, Kelly realized there's no sense in feuding with him. Yep. You know, you feuding with him is 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 absolutely counterproductive. I would have. Loved to have been in Kelly a ballpark. Kelly got thrown out. How many times do you think Kelly in 14 years, in 15 years, wanted to go out and tell somebody he was a moron? 
a thousand. Yeah. And he got thrown out five times. Yeah. He's battling with him does you no good. Being at the ballpark on Friday, though, to see Donaldson playing third base, having to stand by Bellino that entire game, would yes. have been reason enough to be at oh, the ballpark. Oh, God, yes, yes. That must have I'll been the most what. icy. I'll tell you what. He's a better third baseman than I thought. He's Ooh. really good. How about the play at home play yeah, Sunday? Yeah. Ooh. And he's tightened him up. He's tightened him up on that side of the infield because Polanco is still mediocre. But, you know, I'm not convinced that if he was playing third base, after they after he got thrown out instead of e higher uh that that it would have that he wouldn't have been smart enough to cheat a little into the hole and make that play or yeah. something you know cuz he moves around and he's he's aware of his surroundings he can you know they and plus he gets in a bat in the eighth you know yeah. people oh, yeah. say oh, oh didn't have him. any him. Didn't oh, it have hurt any, him. yeah yeah instead you got Adrianza going up and striking out on three pitches it hurt him Kyle Hendrick was something to watch against this team, though, wasn't he? What's a comparison for him? <laughs> I don't Who, know. Who's the comparison Maddox, for Kyle Hendrick? That's what I was thinking, but it seems lazy. And Maddox, uh, except he does not have the benefit of three inches yes. on the outside corner. And he doesn't, he doesn't have quite the same movement. But I've always remembered this quote from the coach at Winthrop College when the Twins drafted Kevin Slowey in, in the second round. And as it turned out, Slowey didn't have a good enough breaking ball to become a great pitcher, you know, like this guy does. Mm-hmm. But he remember I was talk, calling him out and saying, you know, he doesn't throw hard. Why did the Twins draft him? He says he can throw the ball in a teacup. Mm. And Hendrick can, Hendricks can throw the ball in a teacup. That was fun to if watch. If he wants to, if you're Miguel and, and he wants to get in, in on you for a strike, he gets, he hits that exact spot and by the time Miguel had his last at bat against him, he just wanted to strike out and leave. <laughs> by the way, Miguel enters the final week of the season striking out at a rate of 494. Yeah. It's got to be a world record. Mackie and I were talking about it off the air. This One of these guys that does one of the Twins' Twitter accounts sent out the historic stats on Harmon mm-hmm. versus Miguel at like a certain point of their career. Yep. And Harmon, big Jew, starting strikes out too much. You know, this guy is striking out like at 20-some percent more than Harmon did. Wow. You know, it's it's unbelievable. What happened to right field? I don't know. Two days. He, I don't know. He, two days he was in hitting right field. Roy the boy. Who it's I like love an him. attention span. Roy the boy. I love him on the broadcaster saying, ah, that's it. He's, you know, he's starting to find it. No. He forgets. He yeah. forgets. It's like his attention span stays engaged in, in the batter's box for a couple games, and then it goes it reverts right back to where it was. Declan, are you a movie guy? Yes, sir. The Guy Pierce movie, where he has, or the, the there's no short term memory, and he keeps forgetting everything, and okay. they and they also recorded it. They also did it from. End to finish, end to start rather than start to end. What was that in the movie? Oh. Mel, uh, Memento? Memento. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Memento. That's Miguel. <laughs> He's Memento. He's Memento. You he, don't, he can't remember what happened 10 minutes ago. He's Memento. He's, he, could, he could do the baseball version of Memento. Memento with Miguel Sinal. I heard Nelson doing an interview from the dugout. Oh. And how do you work this whole, how do you work with Miguel? He says, 
Well, <laughs> I, rem- I remind him, all right, you know, the, the other, you know, you can take the ball the other way. And it, well, you're doing a damn poor job. You know, uh, Miguel, he should say, he should have said, don't blame me for this. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame me for a guy striking out half the time. I wonder if Cruz has sort of just punted. Yeah. <laughs> just privately been like, ah, I can't fix this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I can help him off the field, stay out of trouble no. maybe. But on the field in the batter's box, I can't help him. And how about Mitch? Got a catching dilemma here. Oh, the the kids. I don't think it's a dilemma. You got to play the kid. I don't think it's a dilemma. He's better, way better behind the plate. But you know what? You got three of them now. Yeah, I know. But Avila will play once a week. But but here's the thing with Mitch. His mind is so screwed up Mm. that Darvish was able to start him with two cookie breaking balls in the middle of the plate in two straight at-bats or two at-bats, just cookie breaking balls, not not a big spinner or something, yep. right down, as Bert would say, right down the chute. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what Bert said. No, he not. He had an adjective in front of chute. But, but both of them right there and – He's sitting on a. He's praying he gets a fastball instead of looking in the middle for a pitch that he can hit. I mean, they were, you know, he can't catch up with a fastball right now. Right. So these were the these were two home runs, and he took them both. He's just so screwed up; it's unbelievable. And obviously, uh, you know, Rocco gave him a week to try to show that there's still something there but i you know you got to go back to the kid right? yeah jeffers gonna have to play yeah because i mean he's he's more likely to run into a pitch and hit a home run now than uh than mitch is mitch is can't swing i did a i did this on twitter i did a i did thorough research last night i studied the videotape mitch missed his pitches by 11.3 inches and uh Miguel missed his by an average of 10.6. I've never seen two guys. Royce advanced stats? I've never seen two guys. Can I subscribe to this? I've never seen two guys miss the ball that far. The Rafts. Royce advanced stats. (laughs) Yes, right. Start a a website. How many inches do you miss a ball by? Your bad path is how far away from the pitch. Uh, if you started that site and didn't tell people that you were making it up, a, oh, yeah. you would get subscribers. <laughs> yes, yes Veteran true. baseball scribe Patrick Royce. And then they'd have argued. Some guy said, what did you do? Go measure the TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, so what, what's your idea for round one Yankees twins rotation? I pitched Barrios first game against Garrett Cole because my eight is my best pitcher. And I... Want, I don't want him facing Derek Garrett Cole. And in a three-game series, it doesn't make any difference because game one guy is done. I mean, he's not – you can't bring him back in game three. It's three games in a row. Right. You know, normally I would – if it was a five-game series, I'd pitch my best pitcher in game one and hope I could run him back in game five. Mm-hmm. But uh, this I pitch Barrios. Barrios is throwing good. Barrios will give you a representative game, but – I think Maeda is your only hope to shut them down. So it's him against Tanaka. Yeah. So it's Tanaka, Maeda, yeah. and then yeah. Pineda in game three? I like Maeda is terrific in my opinion, and he's got a better chance. And, you know, game three, everybody says, well, you know, I said this to Reavers actually earlier. Everybody says, well, if you do that, 
you're showing you're afraid of the Yankees. Well, yeah, hell yes, we are afraid well, that's of true. the Yankees. True, I, I said the same thing. Thirteen in a row, we are afraid you, of the Yankees. You, Mackey, and Depew have all said the same thing. What? That that now you would go Barrios, Maeda, Pineda. Yeah, and it makes sense. And you know, and we should be afraid, of the, afraid of the Yankees. They're well, you're, can, you're basically Especially saying I'm not going to win Game One. Well, you could win Game One if you know what if. Cole's running over to cover first and falls down and if breaks you end his up, ankle or something. If you end up in the Bronx, you're dead. So I oh, don't. Yeah. I just don't care. If you play here, I think you got to fight. You chance. play in the Bronx. Maeda could go out and be great and give up five runs on pop flies to right field. Right. I mean, the the number of home runs they've hit in Yankee Stadium once they got their lineup back. Yes. Is unbelievable. Because well, how- everybody said, "Well, they beat them here too." Yeah, they probably will, but. Pop-ups aren't home runs to right center. Right. They're outs. You know, they're outs. They're home runs. And it's not down the line. It's in the power alley. Mm-hmm. Pop-ups go eight rows deep. Mm-hmm. You know, if, when they're oh, Yankee Stadium's ridiculous. It is. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an unfair ballpark. But I say one thing about their right-handed hitters. They were there about 10 minutes judging those guys and said, you know what? You know what? The trouble is, Miguel would be playing there, and he'd still be trying to hit it out there where the bullpen is instead of popping it up to right field. You're right. Yeah. That's exactly what he would try and do. Yeah. Yeah. But judge just, you know, you can let the ball get it. You know, you don't have to get out front. You Mm -hmm. know, even if you can can let the ball get the middle of the plate and just pop it Oh, you can be jammed. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody said that they they watched it uh, when they hit five in an inning the other day. Oh, that's true. That's hit serious. Five. Two of them were pop ups. You know. I think they had nineteen home runs in three, three games, games against yes, Toronto. Yes, and that's forty three runs. That's what you're facing. Oh yeah, you're. If you go there, you're done. Yeah, and 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 Barrios and Maeda could pitch their arse off, mm-hmm. and you could still get. You know, I mean, you got to strike them out. That's your only. Chance if they put the ball and play to right field, it's a home run. I just want to see what Rocco does playoff wise this time. I'm very curious to see. What do you mean? Well, just as far as his how he uses guys, how he uses his bullpen, mm-hmm. what, what he does. He doesn't. So I, I'm uh, I'm fearful that his uh, lineups. I'm fearful that if they lose game one, he'll rest a couple of starters well, for game two. Pat, Pat we, got, we got to keep him relaxed here. The sense of urgency from him at times <laughs> is zero when yes. everyone else would say at least, don't you want to do this? Here's the deal, too. The uh, if they end up, they both have the same number of losses. Uh, Twins have five left. Yankees have seven. Mm-hmm. If they end up tied, the Yankees uh, get the home court. Oh, for the home field because they of, uh, have the best record. It's, in the it's your American League record, which mm-hmm. is all division games. Yep. Twins are twenty-one and seventeen with two left. Yeah, because they haven't beat the Tigers two or left, Royals enough. Two left. And the Yankees are 22 and 14 with four left against Toronto. So what you have to do is run the table and hope the Yankees lose one, or go four and one and hope the Yankees lose twice to Toronto. Right, but that means you got to be playing your your guys that are going to give you a chance to win games. If you're Rocco, and yeah, it might not have Donaldson for a game, or well, two, or Cruz. So, yeah. so Cruz has a. It, they announced it as a knee, but then on the telecast, he is being a hamstring. It's a hamstring. He said hamstring too. Yeah, he said hamstring, but. Uh, yeah, he's got a 
You got to you got to go all out to win five this week, and it won't be easy against Cincinnati because they're they got some decent pitching. Is Bauer and, pitching that series? Yeah, he'll pitch, and they're trying. They're still like there's a three teams trying to finish second in that. St. Louis, uh, the bottom of of the National League playoff picture is yeah. great. It's yeah. completely combobulated. Although anybody who tells me this is the way to go long term, and I heard Eduardo Perez say he likes it, you can't have sixteen teams in the playoff. It's I got bad news for it's you. It's bull crap. I, I got bad news. You oh, can't oh. have sixteen. In, in fact, before before he ripped the umps. Donaldson said, "Oh, I saw. It. I think this playoff system's a well, fraud. I agree with but that. But that's just. But the best part was, pause. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's just your opinion. All the umpires don't care. Stink. Oh, wow. uh, Guardy. Uh yeah. It, uh, I, I, you know what? He's probably not feeling his best. But bottom line, I think he wasn't coming back anyway. That probably Alavilla probably told him that when they had that discussion. Sure." And he said, you know, you're not coming back. And he said, well, then I think I'll go home now. <laughs> but I think the other thing is he just got sick of getting his ass kicked. I mean, I've, I exchanged texts with Tory trying to get a quote from him. And by the time he texted me back that he was available, I was was later. But I said, he says, what's with Gardy? I said, I think bottom line, he's sick of getting his ass kicked. I said, you guys spoiled him. 2009, 2000, 2002 to 2010, six division titles, tied for the division, you know, another year, seven of the nine years, you know, you're in the middle of it, you're winning, and the last four, the last seven, four here and three there, he's under 500 now as a manager, well below 500 because the Twins decided to have no pitching. Yep. And then he goes there, and he knew what he was getting into when he goes there. But uh, I'm I'm happy for him. He's he's uh, you know he's he's got plenty of money in the bank. Yeah, I and, I was just concerned when the news came out that something was wrong. Yeah, so. I think that was uh, maybe it. I, I, I might be wrong, but you know they, they, that was they, my first thought. He said he had a stomach virus. Yeah, well, he missed a couple of the ga- he missed three games here. Yeah, yeah, when he was here. Yeah. yeah. He, he got sick, I think, on a Friday or Saturday and then missed the rest of the series. He did show up the one day, though, and exchanged lineup cards with uh, Toby, right? That was at the start of the series. Yeah, that was Because that was a five-game series. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Doubleheader on Friday and then game Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And he missed. I think he got sick on Saturday, went into the clubhouse and didn't come back for the last two or three. Yeah, well, it's uh, he's, his winning percentage with the Tigers is 349. Who got, hey, who, who got it worse at the end of their Twins managerial Tenure. TK with what happened in the 90s or Guardy with what happened no, after TK because it lasted longer. But TK was eight years without pitching. But uh, I'd say Guardy because they were more inept. I mean, they've, you know, even the, the turnaround team, Kelly's 2000 team that when he was going to get fired by Clouser and Bolad wouldn't let him. And that team was 69 and 93. And when TK said, I see some hope here, and then the next year they were, you know, good. Right. But, uh, I mean, like 96, they would have won if Puck hadn't gone blind, you know, because they had, they would have, they wouldn't have won the division, but they would have won more than they lost because, you know, Molitor and Knobloch, Puck would have knocked in 160 runs. Yeah. And there were, they didn't really give up. Well, Terry kind of gave up in 94 when he, Traded, you know, made all those 
goofy trades, Scott Erickson for clinging back, clinging back, and all that crap. But in '96, they were still trying, and then the last four years of that decade, they stopped trying. So, anyway, I, I'd say TK had it a little harder because it lasted longer. But Gardy, I'd say Gardy had no chance with that collection starting in 2011. I mean, yeah. Cleet Thomas, go out there and get him and center, boy. Let's go. Come yeah. on. Let's. Uh, hey, last thing. You brought, you brought up the name of Chris Clauser. Yes. I see you now finally saw the light saw on the outdoor a, ball game that I wanted so badly by where well, Met Stadium was. Porta Potty Park, which I <laughs> named it. I named it Porta Potty Park, and it was it was a ridiculous. <laughs> It was a ridiculous well, idea. Yes. And it would it was gonna be played in September and on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday they probably would have had six thousand people. Yes. But it would have twenty years later, it would have been nice to have it as a memory, wouldn't it? To, yes. To have it. That well, was, also that was at that thing. time there was no hope for outdoor baseball. No, no. And, and he was gonna play it in the parking lot and build no, a it, out in temporary the, stadium, out in right? That field out in the pasture on the other side of the road was still a pasture. Yeah, it was. They were going to build it Wait. not on the parking lot. Oh, I thought they the, were going to go in the no Kelly Farm, which was not built yet. Now there's hotel motels and stuff. Okay, it was across the. It was east of oh. the Mall of America. Anyway, I'm just glad to see that you've embraced the goofiness of this idea. Yes, well, it was uh, it was goofy. Well, St. Peter's the one who reminded me, and I think he thought I was going to go like full barrel. This was the dumbest thing of all time. Not that he cared either way. Right. And I tried to track down Clouser, and I couldn't. But nobody had his number. The twins didn't have his Where number. Where is he now? I don't know. Do but know? you look up his thing. You know, he was the head, the president of the Association of Tennis Players, which is the pro. Yeah. Pro tennis in the world. No, I did he not know the that. President I remember he was a for, Burger King guy when he yeah, got the job Burger here. King. That didn't do, go too well. But I'll, my favorite Clouser moment is, for some reason, I was covering the baseball winter meetings in Boston that year at the Sheraton. Mm-hmm. The year of, uh, you know, he quit in December, and this is the next year. He quit in December of 2000, December 12th. This is the next year. The winter meetings are at the Sheraton in 2001. And all the baseball people are there, and I'm covering it. I don't know why I went. The baseball writer must not want to go, or we were between baseball writers or something. And Clouser comes walking in, and he's looking around, and I said, he said, what's going on here? And I said, I thought you were coming to get a new executive position. It's the baseball winter meetings. He says, oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? Yeah, he just happened to walk in, so I got a like a 15-inch interview with him. Oh, man. But he just walked into the baseball winter meetings. I think I don't think it was the same year because he didn't quit till December twelfth. So it, it had to be the next year, two thousand one. The winter meetings in Boston. Do you know what he was a good, good natured guy, uh, but he just was goofy. The Star Tribune needs to, to bring back the old "Where are they now?" and start with Clouser and David Kahn. <laughs> yes, yeah, Kahn is in Paris with a. He started a team in Paris. We got to hear from these guys. We got to hear from these guys. Oh yeah, Khan was. Khan uh, was. Yeah, Clouser only had a seven month run. The guys who were working there at that time uh, don't remember him with the humor that we do because <laughs> he he had no idea. Who, you know, he was on the board of directors because he was a buddy of Carl's. And I think he bought one of Carl's old houses or something. Yeah, and uh, and he was on the board of directors, but he had. No hint. He was a tennis player at the University of Missouri, and he had no hint. But there's also 
his bio says something about a real estate development in Cabo too. So I, I that he was on some. Uh, he's done well. He's had a bunch of. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing just fine financially. Yeah, but he nobody could. Uh, I couldn't find him. I couldn't find him. I, I wanted to get a couple of quotes at him, but uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it would. It, it would have been something for us to remember. Oh yeah, I love the. I still love it. I love it. Absolutely. In fact, even with Target Field, they should have a temporary one. Let's go out there. But it is funny. The baseball said we never use temporary stadiums. Now they'll build one any damn place. Play in Dyersville. Yeah, they're going to play in the cornfield. They had a couple on Army bases. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Little League fields. They've been to Williamsport. Yeah, they they lie. That's shocking. No, I think. Well, it was going to cost a million bucks. I think Carl might have said. Ain't doing that. Might have called up baseball and said, tell him he can't do it. <laughs> you know, anyway. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Cam Newton, man. I can't believe it. Belichick, greatest ever. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608.